It's another Sunday night in comedy in the end of yet another month of jokes. And that, of course, means it is time for the roundup. Tonight on the panel, we have a full cast of some of Second City's finest, weighing in on some of the more bat guano things that have happened this month in comedy on and off the world stage. I'm Dean Young. This is the roundup. And we're about to go inside the joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to an all-new Inside Jokes, baby, right here as always on 640 Toronto this Saturday night. And as ever, streaming coast-to-coast, Canada-wide, planet Earth-wide, the entire Marvel MCU multiverse-wide on Global <laughs> News Online. This week's episode is brought to you by Ass Off by KTEL. Ray, your ass off. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> we might get an email about that one. I have no idea. It is, of course, the end of another month of comedy, and that means it is time here on the panel for the roundup. We got our producer Vince Tedesco on the air with us. How are you doing tonight, buddy? It really is those golden nuggets off the air that make this show all the worthwhile. It really is. And I mean, it makes no sense, but also, you know, we are wide open for biz anyways. So is that a real product? Well, if it is, we will gladly take their money. No amount too small here on Inside Jokes. Uh, but Vince, it is, I mean, this month flew by. It is, of course, time for the Roundup panel. So we have some of our friends from Second City's main stage. They've got a brand new review show kicking off there. We're going to get into that. But we have some of Second City's finest with us just weighing in on this past month in comedy and just life in general. Some of the craziest news stories, pop culture, politics, some of the more bizarre things in comedy yeah. and that have happened on and off stage, as always, little bits of controversy. The whole shebang, we're going to look back at all of the foolishness that was April. Tomfoolery, tomfoolery. Tomfoolery, April tomfoolery. We're going to get into it. we got the full cast, Second City's main stage with their new show, Skyline's the Limit. We're going to find out all about that and just pick their brains on this past month. Right here, right now, the roundup on Inside Joke. Gotta testify. Come up in the spot looking extra fly. Yeah. For the day I die, I'm a test this guy. Now let's take them high. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby. Right here on 640 Toronto. And this week's episode is brought to you by quite literally no one at all. It's a <laughs> is approaching season eight sponsor three and let me tell you we are wide open like the post-covid canada u.s border and believe me this is a canadian comedy radio show on pseudo conservative am talk radio so there is no sponsor <laughs> too small so don't be shut I, do you have a hot dog cart in toronto that's fine reach out we we will accept anything anyways it is the end of yet another month in comedy and that of course means it is time again for the roundup joining us we have some of our favorites from second city's main stage cast they do have an all-new review show going on right now skylines the limit but we're going to get into some of the more bonkers things that have happened in the world and news and comedy on and off stage this past month we'll look back at all of that good stuff joining us for the first time on inside jokes we have andy hall how are you doing tonight Oh, I'm doing very well, Dean. Thank you very much. I, I say tonight because in Radioland it's Saturday night, but it's also Tuesday morning. So anyways, uh, <laughs> returning with us again, Hannah Spear. How are you doing this week, Hannah? Oh, my God. So good, man. <laughs> Excellent. 
And how excited people get when they are Canadian comedy talk radio. Our old friend Jillian Welsh returns once again. How are you doing this week? Oh yeah, hey, it's me. Uh, my hair is wet and my wit is dry. Let's go. <laughs> there we go. And last but certainly not least, our returning friend of the show, Andy Asaf, is with us again. And also, Andy, we gave you, since we do not have a sponsor, we uh, gave you a product earlier in the show, Ass Off by KTEL. Mm. Yeah, no, that's Finger actually my great-grandfather started that. Right, I think it's a weight loss. I have no, we have no idea. But again, whatever it is, we'll take their money. We have no shame. Uh, of course, you are all part of the Second City main stage cast, and you do have this new show, Skylines the Limit, happening right now on stage. People can go see it live, happening right now. So, I mean, again, uh, we we talk, check in with Second City once in a while on this show, and of course, these reviews, these shows are always sort of very reflective of things that are happening in real time and politics and news and pop culture and social change. So Skylines the Limit does have sort of a bright, airy feeling to it, which I think is probably desperately needed right now. The world is a bit of a hot garbage fire the last couple of years. So what are some of the things that we're tackling in this new show? What's a little bit of the flavor of this new show? What's it all about, cast? And that can go to all of you or any of you. Oof, let me tell you, there's a weekend at Bernie sketch in this, so I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, oh man, there's all. I mean, we 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 run the gamut with this one. There's all kinds of um, yeah. There's a lot of like topical stuff, but um, you know, it's 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 sometimes like you're saying, like it's it's difficult to write, you know, all of that and try to be so on point all the time. Also, we have to run this show for like what is it like four or five months or something like that yeah. so like that's it's tough to keep stuff fresh when you're in the writing process and then you got to be you're doing it three months later and it's like wait wait we had a mayor named john like you know like <laughs> yeah. we were yeah. in process we had a sketch that featured hannah playing john tory and we had to like really switch that up and and figure a way for it to stay in the show we had multiple been... John Tory, sorry, Hannah, but we had multiple John Tory bits that it, it, it was interesting to see as the thing was going down, how it would change from night to night, how people would react. And like you would see like this big bump and then slowly people start forgetting about it, like within a week of him uh, leaving. So uh, it's always tricky to make sure things are evergreen and like figuring out how to, you know, keep that that uh, that laughter going throughout. So. Yeah, that turned out to be kind of a lackluster mayoral scandal as, far, scandal as far as Toronto goes, though, too, didn't it? Yeah, totally. I suppose, but uh, to be honest, uh, couldn't let him off the hook that much. So he still sort of is in the show, but it's kind of, it's not him. It's it's more just like a general kind of dig, our sketch, uh, at municipal politics and how there's a lot of, like, double speak and promising one thing and ultimately... Um, well, let's just say giving it to the cops. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's kind of refreshing, too, to be able to be sort of Toronto-centric in some of the stuff you're tackling, too. Because obviously with Second City, like, yeah, I mean, this is this is the home city. for This is the home stage. But you do get people from all across Canada coming to these shows. We get a lot of people flocking to Toronto and they go check out a Second City show while we're here. But it must be kind of a double-edged sword when you're writing and putting together this show because, yeah, there's a lot going on in the world that's so ripe for satire right now and just needs to be talked about on stage. I mean, the climate is melting and there's maybe World War Three, and also we just had the pandemic that happened and all this crazy stuff. But it is kind of refreshing, too, I guess, to be able to just sort of like focus in on home and talk about more localized stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. I'd say we, we kind of tackle um kind of tackle huge issues in a, in a really cool way in the show and that it's kind of loosely based on like connections of the city. So our actual set itself is a cityscape and it kind of flows through our show of just like people living right next to each other, but not really knowing each other. So those connections that are made. So on a relationship basis, uh, you recognize a bunch of weirdos and you recognize uh, parts of your dark self. Uh, and through those connections is also how we're talking about these big sort of world issues, just touching them. But then there's also that relatability of those relationship problems at the same time. So it tends to be like localized, but also broad, but then you'll you'll find your own ugly up there and laugh at it. So, yeah. That's what life's all about lately. Finding your own ugly. That's I mean, because there's so much crazy overlapping stuff going on right now. There's also a lot of social change going on right now. There's a lot of political divides going on. So yeah, it does feel like one of those times that is so ripe for satire. And I mean, nobody does that better than Second City. It's always sort of this, these shows are always sort of this reflecting glass of what's going on as as it happens. But did you think when you guys were writing and, and sort of rehearsing and honing this thing, over the months before you actually hit the stage with it. Did you all feel as a cast that it was kind of important to maybe take a breather from some of these? Cause we've all been inundated with this stuff for the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. Yes. You kind of feel that responsibility to talk about it, but did you also feel putting this show together that it was kind of important to step away from that stuff a bit and just give people a bit of a break in a way. That's always, that's always the feel. It's like you, you, like you can't write, a pandemic joke anymore like we're all tired of it you know as 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 a group as comedians as audience members everyone we're kind of sick of it sure you could sure you're still gonna like reference it once in a while like you know here and there but like if you if you have a whole thing about the pandemic it's like oh god this again like i lived through this for two years man i've had enough for three years whatever but um but that's always the challenge you got to balance out like silly stuff that you know just as dumb you know and 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 make you laugh for other reasons. Yeah, the nice thing about satire and just about comedy in general, I think is that you can sort of touch those topics very briefly. You can you can be serious in maybe five seconds of a two minute long sketch. And that five to 10 to 15 seconds then becomes super impactful because you're breaking the tension on either side with jokes and maybe later, a day later, a week later, someone in the audience might be like, oh, shit. I remember that one moment. It really stuck with me. Yeah. As opposed to like regular theater, which I love regular theater, but I feel like sometimes it can feel very preachy because there is no, I don't know, there's no levity, there's no humor. So what's nice about sketch is that you can say uh, shocking or important or like, hard-hitting things without the audience feeling like you're wagging your finger at them, which is really nice. It is kind of true. And I think we were kind of skewing, we've talked about that a lot on the show lately, but we're kind of skewing towards that in comedy, in sketch, in stand-up before, again, what we affectionately call on this show, the pandy, because let's make that whole thing sound more jaunty than it really was. (laughs) But we were getting to this place in comedy where it was like, yeah, everything really felt like it was like, there had to be some medicine in it. There had to be like a moral attached to it. There, there was this sort of Ted talkiness that was going on. Uh, anyways, we are going to come back with more of the roundup. Lots in the news to get into. And of course, a bit more of what this whole show, Skyline's Limit, is all about. We'll be back with some of the Second City cast right here on the roundup on Inside Jokes.
God. Hi, folks. Uh, you're listening to, uh, gosh, Inside Jokes on uh, AM640. And oh, I'm Jillian Welsh coming to you from uh, Second City Skyline, The Limit. Let's go. Oh, yeah. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle. Let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto. And of course, as always, streaming all across the entire known multiverse, if you have the internets on Global News Online. And and as per the last few weeks of this show, we are brought to you by quite literally no one at all. We are open for biz, and believe us, we have no shame. We are talking to some of our friends from Second City's main stage cast. They, of course, have a new review, a new show going on right now, The Skyline's the Limit. But it is the roundup, so there's lots in news, pop culture, and politics to get into. Lots of weird, wacky things that happened this past month in life, on and off stage. Which, by the way, we're kind of touching on this before the break. Do you think, and I mean, again, because Second City shows have always been known for just being, again, this sort of reflecting glass on society and politics and pop culture just sort of in real time. We're also in this strange era right now where satire has become a more reliable source of news than the actual news like that's been going on for a few years now where people actually look towards comedy and satire as a more reliable information source late night television late night pundits have become a more reliable news and politics source than actual news uh i don't know what that says about (laughs) us as a society does that feel daunting as comedians and as writers? Do you feel like that responsibility, quote unquote, has anything to do with you when you're putting together a show? It's just sort of a weird thing to think that people now look to comedy as a more trusted thing. Yeah, I think that like we're all like as comedians, we kind of live in a uh, post John Stewart, uh, Colbert kind of era where, you know, there definitely has been more of like a responsibility kind of thrown on us to talk about these things. But I always see it as more of like, like, you know, we're watching the same news and, and the news, obviously people, r- reporters are, are journalists actually have real jobs. Unlike us who actually do the hard work of like, you know, br- bringing these things to our attention. I think as comedians shine light on it and s- satirizing it is what makes, uh, you know, an audience member actually absorb kind of the repercussions of what's going on, you know, like I had, we were mentioning the, uh, uh, our aforementioned sketch where we talk about municipal politics and and the funding of the police and stuff. There was a guy who was in the audience from South Carolina who came up and was like, y'all really have problems with cops here, huh? And it was so interesting that I think it was the first time maybe, you know, in South Carolina, they probably don't talk about the funding of police very much so it was like the beginning of maybe you know some audience members even being exposed to like these ideas and like these different perspectives and having them you know if they're laughing at it that kind of disarms them and allows them kind of to absorb the the message uh more or the 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 political kind of idea ideas behind it so that i find really interesting as far as like what we get to do at second city is actually like shine light on these things and 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 have people laugh at them who politically might feel completely different, but be more open to, you know, receiving these ideas, which is really cool. Yeah, well, here and only is... here are there problems. With <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. The untaggable Andy Hall, ladies and gentlemen. I, <laughs> that is one of the wonderful things about a Second City show too, is that, you know, cause standups do have the same, again, quote unquote responsibility. But when you, you know, when you're at a standup show, you're at a comedy club and the lights go down, it's sort of like, 
you're getting one person's sort of viewpoint that's laser focused at the audience. There's very much this air of like, you sit and listen to the thing now and laugh when you're supposed to laugh. When you go to a sketch show at Second City, yes, you're finding the funny in some of these sort of larger things that are happening in life and sometimes scary things. You're finding the funny there, but also there's, it feels so much more participatory because even though, yes, this is a show that you've been writing and honing and rehearsing and polishing for months before you hit the stage, there still is this feeling of sort of looseness in the moment any night where you are very much reacting off the energy of the room and you're feeding off that energy and there is a bit of a call and response there. So even when you are tackling these sort of bigger, scarier topics, I think the audience at a Second City show always feels like they can let their guard down a bit because you're sort of bringing them into this energy and it is okay to laugh at this stuff with us. It just feels like there's more involvement with the crowd. Yeah, I think um, I think comedy is is really cool in that it tackles exactly the same topics as the news. It's just the news is just freaking terrifying. You know, it's yeah. like tonight, <laughs> broccoli, carnivorous vegetable, or will it murder you? You know, and comedy is like, oh, yeah, broccoli, man, it, it's some rough stuff. But it, it's like if you can laugh at it, you can be less afraid of it. So you're still talking about exactly the same things. It's just one makes it hard to sleep and, and one um, has joy. So, yeah. True. I, I do kind of miss growing. I, I miss the 90s where all the news stories was like, this is the kind of carpet fiber that'll give you cancer this week. That's basically all it was. It was like, this is here's what household yeah. product you should be afraid of, because now it's yeah. all just there's going to be some nuclear war and some more diseases. This is how the world will end this week. You know, so it is. Yeah. I for sure miss that asbestos, yeah. not the best for us. I, I miss that. I You know, it used to be the good old days of just celebrity trials and household products that you could die from. Uh, here's an interesting topic that I wanted to pick all of your brains on that's sort of a conversation happening in comedy right now is, is there a retirement age in comedy? I mean, you know, we look at, let's say, of course, Betty White, the late, great Betty White <laughs> last year. But Betty White is part, was part of that generation. You know, the Betty Whites and the Rob Reiners of the world and, you know, the Bob Hope and Johnny Carson era and all that stuff. That's a long gone generation, of course. But those were the people in comedy who always you literally worked until you dropped. Like that was it. You were you were on stage performing until you physically could not anymore. <laughs> but it's kind of a conversation that's happening again right now. And right now it's sort of circling around. Uh, Larry David just finished shooting another season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And it's something that he's been talking about lately where he says, well, you know, this is the 23rd season. I just kind of do these every couple of years when I feel like I have enough ideas and I feel like doing one. But I'm also pushing my late 70s. And a lot of people are saying, is this going to be it? Can you do this anymore? Richard Lewis, of course, uh, who is a well-known cast member on that show, also at the same time just announced that he's retiring from stand-up because he's turning 76 and he's been, unfortunately, he's been diagnosed with Parkinson's. But there's this conversation happening around all that right now where people are saying well is there is there a retirement age in comedy or is it one of those things where you just because it is such a lifestyle job it's such an all-encompassing thing you just kind of do it until you can't anymore what do you all is comedy a young person's game i mean obviously in sketch and improv there's a lot of energy that's put behind that is this something you could picture yourselves doing when you are of the biden age let's say <laughs> Which makes me question, like, is there a retirement plan for Canadians? I don't know about. No, there is no certainly not, yeah, certainly not for Canadian comedians, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I feel like that might be a factor, you know? <laughs> there is no savings, that's true. No, for sure. I don't know, I feel like, for me, it's a, it's a matter, I, I just think as long as you're willing to 
grow and change with the times maybe like I think you can do it for as long as your body will allow you if it brings you joy and I think um well people listen to you is the thing like are you are you making jokes about stuff from that, that like you feel like you're in a time capsule from like the 70s 80s and uh, maybe people are gonna be like no thanks you know what <laughs> are, are you like I don't know. Like one of my favorite comedians is Martin Short. I hope he never retires. He's one yeah. of the funniest men ever. And I feel like he only gets funnier as he gets older. Um, yeah, Jennifer Coolidge, like too, as like she's now just, I mean, she's always been funny, but she's just like coming into her um, fine wine era. I don't know. That's true. She's having, she's having a moment right now, as they say. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I would say for me, I don't think there is, but if you're tired, Oh, can I swear? Sorry. <laughs> if you're, if you're tired, tired, quit. If you're tired, go to Vegas. If you're tired, go to Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. It's funny, it's funny you mentioned Martin Short, Hannah, because is that something where your comedy kind of needs to be rejuvenated after a time? Because him and Steve Martin are obviously touring now with Selena Gomez. And they're um, coming here to Toronto with this show as well this year. And they're coming here to Toronto with the show as well, obviously, yes. But we're, you know, <laughs> with, the, with keeping in touch with Second City, I mean, do you ever feel that you need to bring in someone maybe younger? on stage or maybe older on stage to step up your game not younger than you you are all very young by the way i don't know what yeah, not, not not taking away i mean george carlin did his last special on 71 but then on the flip side of that you got joe biden who's running for president again at 87 so how old is too old so i mean 87 you don't want to break a hip i love joe stage. biden's last special i mean he's still got it. yeah his exactly. <laughs> netflix special was awesome well, a million <laughs> trillion people watch his bit about college campuses you need the instrument of youth or age to kind of step up your game on stage i asked i asked the panel i, I mean as the oldest millennial here uh of, of 87 years uh no i think like i don't know i think being the i'm the youngest of the cast uh but i think that uh eight with age you actually develop way more of a sensibility like i i look up to my other castmates because they're so old and they're so uh wise <laughs> man why you gotta do that uh, and uh <laughs> but no that. genuinely like i feel much, like the least you know? <laughs> equipped out of everybody to really talk on things a, a lot of times especially with satire where you you need that sort of like experience and the audience can pick up on it too like if 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 you see a 22 year old do a bit about something versus like someone in their 40s like they you kind of trust and implicitly trust that older person with like kind of just the pathos they have like they're able to like you know channel a lot of that stuff that's not to be said that a younger person's perspective is also valuable in, in many ways and can see things that obviously like joe biden can't anymore <laughs> Yeah. It is a double. Uh, we're really, we're really yeah. ripping on Joe Biden. We're really going into this. Ah! This is greatest the greatest comedian of all time. Burn up Joe Biden hour. <laughs> He's got a hard sleep. 10. Sometimes Suck it, Joe. Joe. We did it, Joe. Rambling Joe Biden. Rambling Joe Biden. the true Biden. pinnacle of power on planet Earth. And f you. how about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he'll be 84 when he, if he is reelected, by the way. But well, it I is mean, true. Yeah. And I mean, I want to come back with more of this with the panel, but it is. It's kind of true, I guess, especially at Second City, because there's this, it's a double-edged sword, because there is this sort of, 
there's this maturity that comes with being a more practiced comedian the further you go and you sort of become more and more confident in your voice but then yeah at second city you also do have to be very topical and you're talking about things as they happen and as they change and also just the physicality of being on stage and doing this type of comedy and being live every single night and rehearsing and polishing all this stuff and it's sketch and improv it is very physical at times and in the moment and it's a double-edged sword. I'm, uh, you know, let's see. We'll talk to you all 20 seasons from now and see if you're still doing it, I guess. Uh, we're going to come back with more of the Roundup, more of our friends from Second City, and, of course, their new show, The Skylines, The Limit. We'll be right back here on Inside Jokes. Hey everybody, it's me, Andy Hull from the Second City, and you're listening to Inside Jokes. Mr. Blue Sky, please tell us why you had to hide away for so long. Where did we go wrong? Welcome back to the Roundup right here on Inside Jokes on 640 Toronto. And of course, as always, coast to coast. Canada wide on the Global News Radio Network, brought to you this week by Not a Soul. We are season eight almost and sponsor free. Welcome to the panel. We're sponsor free. Yay! <laughs> brought to you by nobody. That just means, you, number, that right just means you don't answer to anyone. That's you a, that's a you're not a seller. Freedom. Yeah. 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 No seller. You can't buy us. You can't. You can't. But you, you can, though, really. I mean, yeah, but if you yeah. want to, we are for sale. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah definitely fine. We don't. It, who cares? Do you own a dry uh, cleaning right. business? Please, you know anything. Yeah. That's the thing. Toronto, even we'll keep it local. We there's no sponsor too small. Toss us twenty bucks. Do you have a, you have a rug shop of some kind in Dufferin Mall? Oh my uh, god, I would love it. We have an episode with there your, is a rug shop in Dufferin Mall. Like, there probably is multiple. I would imagine. They're pretty good. Yeah, they're great. Do you run an international clothiers? <laughs> Please, we would love to represent your brand. This is on, this is the platform for you. And of course, we are talking to some of our friends from Second City's main stage. They have their all new show, Skylines the Limit, which is happening live right now here in Toronto at the famous Second City Theater, which of course you are in your new home space, by the way. We haven't mentioned that yet, but this is is this I what is this? The second main stage show in that new space? What are we talking about here? I know it opened up a few months back. Yeah, it's the first original. We we've first original first, like, all new, all original written show for this space, yeah. Are we settling in? Are we comfy in that new home? Does it feel like home again? Because, of course, to our audience that knew and loved the old Mercer Street Theater over the years, I mean, that was such hallowed ground. There was so much stories in that place. Just seeped into the walls, really, of that theater. And the this carpet. The, and and the into the carpet. carpet. Seeped we did into talk the about carpet. the... I, I believe last time, Jillian, last time we had you and some of the cast on, we were talking about haunted carpets in the old... <laughs> yeah. Now it's all new carpeting. Or maybe not even at all. It's... How do you you christen a second city stage? I mean, I I don't christen a lot of other things, but when it comes to improv, how do you, what what is technically christening the stage? Is somebody just a little bit of piss? Just a little bit, (laughs) but only a little, not too much. And do we know old second city smell in the new place? Yeah, which cast member does? Is it an honor? Is it an honor? It's always the youngest. Yeah, it's always the youngest. Yeah. But there we go. We are in the new home stage. So, of course, uh, we encourage all of our listeners to go and check out Skyline's Limit in that new theater space. Uh, Getting back to some of the weirder things that have happened in 
the land of comedy on and off stage this past month. Some of the more controversial and bizarre stories. Uh, here's a weird one that's floating around this week. Um, just kind of seemed unnecessary and mean for no reason, but uh, Matthew Perry has released, oh, yeah. he wrote this autobiography a, a, a little while ago that deals with, you know, obviously his years shooting friends and his struggles with addiction and sobriety, which he's been sort of making the rounds talking very publicly about, which good for him. But he, he did make these remarks in this book where I, he, I don't know, he just sort of went for the jugular for no reason here. But he's talking about addiction and some of the more, you know, some of the brighter stars we've lost over the years that young, you know, far too young to their struggles with addiction. And he's talking about why do we lose some of the greats like River Phoenix and Heath Ledger? But then the Keanu Reeves of the world are still walking around. That's what he did. Yeah, I like Hannah Spears reaction. You can't see this at home because it's radio, but everybody's like, what? Because first off, that's like such a random attack. And Keanu Reeves is supposed to, by all accounts, be just like the nicest man. And of course, we in Canada have a particular fondness for him. But it seemed like a weird, like, Matthew Perry, why? Why are you going? Who also was Canadian, by the way. Matthew Perry. Yeah, Matthew Perry is also Canadian. So first off, that is some Canadian. Burn his passport. Let him him back in the country. Yeah, man, right? I, I want to see Matthew Perry do the the action sequences in John Wick. You know, yeah. I want to see Matthew Perry step up with his I, shiny white teeth. You know, I for one do not want to see that. I don't <laughs> think it's going to be good. I don't know. Yeah, Could can I he use any more guns? That's what I said. <laughs> Could that be any more watchable? Any less watchable? But it's <laughs> it's it's a weird Canadian. It's like a Canadian diss track, but what, I mean, it seems just like unnecessary to say, oh yeah, wasn't yeah. it sad when we lost all these people? And also, why isn't this guy dead? <laughs> oh, just like, yeah. why kill this guy? Yeah. But also, why Keanu yeah. Reeves? Because everybody's like, he seems like such a nice man. Keanu Reeves yeah. is like, okay. He's like, to me, the perfect man, okay? He's <laughs> very masculine. Don't hold He's back, Hannah, don't hold back. Yes, I won't. He's in touch with his feminine side. He's dating an age-appropriate woman he is like soft funny uh bit of bit of a stoner vibe like i don't see the to me matthew perry saying that it's just so transparently like well the cool kids they 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 kind of uh, they kind of suck <laughs> you know it's just kind of sad oh well and it kind of cheapens it too because it's like you know this is somebody who uh, you know, again, good for him. He's being honest about his struggles and all that. And hopefully, you know, the, hopefully there's people that were fans of his or fans of friends or what have you, and they read his book and it helps them with their struggles. That's all That's all great. But then it uh, sort of cheapens it in a way because it makes it have this air of sort of, is he sort of courting controversy to just be relevant again right now? Like, is this genuinely him just saying, I just need to spread my message? Or is he just trying to like be in the, be in the news again right now? Because it Look, seems like such a weird yeah. punch to throw for no reason. Uh, I'll I need say to this. spread my message of kill Keanu Reeves. I'll, I'll, I'll be the devil's advocate here, okay? The context, Keanu Reeves, the Keanu Reeves never did a show like Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. So That was a great underrated show, by the way. Oh, it really was. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, I, maybe I feel a little differently, Dean. Well, that's true. <laughs> you weren't coming at it from that way. I liked it to a point. <laughs> I don't think it's age. Don't backtrack. Best, no, no, no. <laughs> But then there was that, and then the newsroom, and then now nothing. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just feel, kind of feels like it's not like a punching down thing, but it kind of has this weird feel. Like, why did you make that? Are you just trying to be in the news again? I don't know. I mean, well, yeah, I think it's because like the, re- the reason it's back is because he said he's removing it from all future editions of the book, right? Like, yeah. this actually happened a while ago. 
Yeah. Now, now it's just like, okay, I, I felt the heat. Guys, it's it's going to be out of the book. It's like, well, trust me, Matthew, anyone who owns the, anyone who's going to buy that book already owns it. Like, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> one's gonna see the edition without Keanu Reeves in it because and we live in the era of once you put something out it's just out there yeah. forever. you can't it's unscrabbable so it just exists now all right we're gonna come back and wrap it up with our roundup panel panel well with more of our friends at second city <laughs> we'll be right back with more inside jokes This is Hannah Spear, the Second City's tallest woman from Skyline's The Limit. You're listening to Inside Jokes. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto. And of course, as always, all over the entire goddamn known universe on Global News Online, we are talking to some of our friends from Second City's Main stage cast, and of course, their new show, Skyline's the Limit, is happening live right now in Toronto. Uh, it is the roundup, lots in the news and comedy and politics and pop culture to get into. Uh, we were talking earlier in the show, yes, this obviously this this particular show at Second City does sort of look in on our own city a lot more, and it is sort of more localized. But again, being in comedy and satire right now, and given this, the terrifying, the absolutely ice blue, terrifying state of the world that we're in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> man. <laughs> is everything all right, man? Yeah. <laughs> is there any hope? Is there any hope? <laughs> any of us see Joe Biden age, as we were talking about earlier in the panel? Will we even need to worry about that? Or are we all screwed? Let's, let's give us the dirt on that, Second City. How much optimism as comedians? I mean, sketch and improv people are, are at least notoriously have a, a somewhat more sunny disposition than most stand-ups do. Mm-hmm. But still, are we all screwed or not, Second City? <laughs> mm, how long-term are we looking here? You know? <laughs> I know, you're talking about like a five-year plan? What, a yeah. ten-year? Like... Yeah, well, I mean, because comedy, again, it is always about sort of finding the funny in the darkest of times. As comics and as writers, like, do you look at all everything that's going on in the world? Do you see a silver lining there? Do you see, like, this is just a strange era that we happen to be in and we'll come out the other side of this? What sort of optimism do you have as comedians? Anyone on the panel is welcome to jump in there. Or, again, are we just all going to die? That's why we have no sponsor, by the way. Yeah, oh, there you go. There it is. No, no <laughs> self-respecting international clothiers owner, or whatever sponsors something with such a dim disposition. <laughs> I think. I mean, I'm. I'm a an eternal optimist, and I think that I don't think we're screwed. I think that the only way to make things better, I think, too, is to like be optimistic. I think it's easy to throw in the towel when we say like, "Oh, the world's going." To anyways you know um but i do think there's a younger generation that's coming up that is so knowledgeable and educated about everything like climate social justice issues um their own mental health so i i don't know i i i'm optimistic about the future i also love planet earth and i think that no matter what um that old show 
Planner. I love David Attenborough. <laughs> yeah, 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 really good. We stand uh, Attenborough King. Is that what the young people say, Andy? I'm old. <laughs> no, I'm eighty-seven. say, yeah, they do say, they do say King. Uh, it is true, though. I mean, there is. I think, yeah, we're just kind of just, every generation kind of. It's is is, yeah. is has this right like it is and i think we're just going through some growing pains yeah. right when as hannah said there's also a lot of really good stuff happening right now because there are a lot of wide open conversations happening about inclusion and about diversity and about actually facing the climate problems and i mean even when you look in canadian comedy when you look at what the festivals look like right now and what what network series are getting pick up picked up and what specials look like right now just the face of Canadian comedy is so much more broad and open and different than it was even just a few short years ago when it was yeah. really just white yes. guy in box, white guy yeah. in a sport coat, you know? So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's more reflective of what we actually are as a country and as a comedy industry. So I think there's some good stuff. I think there is a silver lining second city. Yeah. yeah I, agree. I think so too. Yeah. I mean, think about back when like, Back, imagine trying to create comedy during the Vietnam War. Like, what? Yeah. Jesus, you know, like that's a dark time in 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 history. And like, there's all there, those are all peppered all throughout all of existence. You know what I mean? So we're no different than the people who had to create comedy before us. And you, I think, I think we're in a better spot than we've ever been, despite the fact that there are still plenty of things wrong. But like, you know, that's that's how we. That's how we persevere. That's where the comedy comes from. Yeah, that's why I can always rely on Second City cast to just bring the happy for sure. <laughs> this, this week's <laughs> We're All Gonna Die does not have to be brought to you by Galleria Mall. <laughs> by the way, just a Rexall now. <laughs> just a Rexall now. Uh, we'll go around, find out how we can get tickets to this show. How can we follow you all online on the socials all that good stuff even though andy hall we'll start with you because you are the untaggable andy well, hall now i just switched it so you can tag <laughs> can't me put you anywhere on the now i'm available for the public you know there we go you are now you've gone public right here on inside you know Joe. what people tagging me in too many contests you know what here's the thing do not tag me in a contest <laughs> to win any free like makeup or anything like that uh, don't tag me in those things. I'm not interested. No, uh, you can find me at Andy Hullbone, uh, all one word. That's at Twitter and on Instagram. And um, and you, you want to know where to buy tickets for the show? Secondcity.com. There we go. And let me tell you, <laughs> dozens of people just heard that right now. So get ready. To <laughs> you are about to blow up, sir. And here's the record. We find you on Hey Internet. <laughs> Oh, I am at Hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H. It's a palindrome. J Spear uh, on Instagram. That's the only social media I do. Uh, otherwise, you can find me at Riverdale Park hanging out with my dog in real life. Yeah. There we go. Check out Hannah live at Riverdale Park. Julie Walsh, <laughs> where can we find you on the internet? Oh, yeah, buddy. Uh, Jillian L. Welsh across all of the socials. Uh, Jillian with a J because it, it's how it should be spelled. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Watch out. <laughs> yeah, come watch take our show. That, take that, bluegrass singer Jillian Welch with yeah, a J. Take that. Take that. It's a Jillian Jillian battle. All right. And of course, last but not least, our other favorite, Andy, where can we find you, good sir? And of course, catch you live at this show. You can find me on most social medias at Sweet Andy Sour, uh, and uh, you can catch Skyline's Limit Tuesday through Sunday at various times. All that information and ticket information at secondcity.com.
There we go. Thank you again to our panel. That is the roundup. Do not miss Second City's new show, Skyline's Limit, happening now at the all-new Second City Toronto. Same great cast, all-new theater, baby. Do not miss that show. That is, of course, our panel. You can listen to all of our episodes every Saturday night right here on 640 Toronto and stream every single episode right back to the very dawn of time on Global News Online. That is our show. We will be back next week. This week's Comedy Rx is a classic clip from SCTV. I'm Floyd Robertson. And I'm Earl Canander. And this is the Second City Evening News. Tragedy in China today is another heavy earthquake rocked the capital of Beijing with a tremor measured at 13.1 on the Richter scale. The widespread destruction and estimated two million casualties makes this the worst disaster in Asian history. Earl? <laughs> Mellonville City Council today <laughs> voted down a proposed plan to build a new recreation center which was to be completed by late September. A city Council spokesman was quoted as saying, our intentions were good, but the costs were bad. <laughs>